Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This time you've gone too far. You've gone and signed up every top model in town for Fashion Week. Jealous, Houston? Well, there's no way you can hire them all and still stay under the salary cap. And when I get some proof, I'm going to destroy you, Hank. You and the whole Bolger dynasty. And that's it? Yeah, pretty much. Australian television at its peak right there. The House of Bolger on the footy show in 2003. Now, there were some familiar voices there. Shane Crawford, of course, as Hank Bolger. But to be honest, I think our fearless breakfast host, Gary Lyon, was the star of that show. His uh, son, Ben, out the back, shaking his head, embarrassed to hear the audio of his dad. But uh, it was sort of the start of Shane Crawford's uh, acting journey. So Crawford's going to join us uh, in a sec. A far more serious uh, acting role that he's got now. He's in the theatre. He's going to play the role of Pharaoh in Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. It, uh, it starts its Melbourne season on November 13. And big shoes to fill. When this uh, stage show was in London, none other than Jason Donovan played the role of Pharaoh. So big shoes uh, for Shane Crawford uh, to step into. So he's going to join us at uh, very, very shortly. Uh, just a couple more off our 40 Wings temper. Uh, we had a caller before saying Jacob Hopper will have a massive impact at Richmond. Uh, that Richmond caller was off the money. Jacob Hopper only played seven games in 2022, like Prestia, rarely gets on the park. Another one here, take it to the bank. Cooper Stevens will be the Hawks' Best midfielder by the end of 2023 from a heartbroken Cats fan. But Shane Crawford, speaking of great Hawthorne midfielders, has been good enough to join us this morning. Hello, Crawford. G'day, Jules. How are you? Very well. Now, we just played a little bit of audio from that uh, groundbreaking series, uh, The House of Bolger. Um, <laughs> did you ever think you'd top anything that like uh, in your theatrical career or acting career than The House of Bolger? Uh, no, that was as good as it would could ever get although we did the big bill house which was interesting um for quite some time on the footy show but uh no this is this definitely different space a different level of professionalism um this is the the top of the tree from a professional point of view so uh, a very different feel and vibe and a way about it all (laughs) it gets better with age the house of bulger no doubt about that so how did this come about shane that you you secured the role as pharaoh in joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat (laughs) Well, and don't don't forget uh, House of Bolger. We had the rock on Dwayne Johnson. That was one of the first things he did. We set him on his way. Well, there you uh, go. Nice, but um, no. Well, this was uh, this uh, obviously the the big bosses from the UK and America flew out to do or the auditions um, in Melbourne and Sydney, and I sort of chickened out a bit because I was asked whether or not I'd audition for a role they thought may uh, have some interest, and then um, and then I end up doing an online audition. A couple of weeks later, where I had to try and belt out a song and 
get into the character that they wanted me to do. And I thought, why not? Just do it. I said, you know, I said, this could be a different experience. And I'm sort of at that stage in my life where I might just want to try, you know, or, or do some things that, you know, make me feel alive and um, experience a different way of life. So, um, yeah, so I did that. And then a couple of weeks later, they rang back and said, we uh, want to give you the job. And I went, Oh my goodness, are you sure? So um yeah, so that's sort of how it's all come about and we've been we've been very much in pre season over the last six weeks, going flat out and then we're um we're nearly ready to go. We start on Sunday and um yeah, it's gonna be in Melbourne for a few months and then it starts travelling here and then travels overseas. So I'll I'll be doing little bits of it throughout, but uh, I'll definitely be here in Melbourne having a go, see how we go. How tough's it been, Shane? I mean, as you mentioned, rehearsals, it's uh, it's pretty intense. You've got to get yourself ready for opening night. How have you found the whole process? Has it been more challenging than you thought? Has it been uncomfortable? How have you found it? Very much like a, a football club. Um, yeah, the professionalism has been unbelievable. Um, and just the way that everyone can adapt from different scenes and and belting out numbers as soon as you know the fingers pointed in their direction yeah it's been a huge learning curve for me and every day i felt nervous in some way i'm like okay what do you want me to do okay right and you know because obviously i don't know a lot of the people that i'm working with it's they're all new teammates really so um all you want to do is try and sort of do fulfill your role and do your bit but um you know and just fit in and, and make sure everyone can come together and and work very much like a team to make the show come to life and bring a bit of joy and fun to people's day if they do come along and watch the show. Have you felt a bit of pressure? I mean, uh, no disrespect, but it's a bit more of a step up from the the House of Bulger. But even when the role was announced, I was reading articles that some in the performing arts community weren't pleased that you got the role. So you're feeling that that bit of pressure to make sure that uh, you do it justice? Well, I wonder if they'll come to the show. Um, hopefully they'll still come along because I can assure you all the uh, other cast members are unbelievable. So, um, no, that, that's that's always going to happen. And I suppose it's like anything. It's, if they think there's a role for you to fulfil and they think that you're capable of doing that. Um, but, yeah, singing, like the whole, obviously, musical is all in song. So singing, it's a very new space for me. Um, and I don't expect to be... Well, hopefully people don't expect me to be Celine Dion, but <laughs> hopefully they can feel that I might be able to hold a tune and, and play the character that I need to play, which is the pharaoh, who's the king. Um, so I thought, well, this is pretty good. Not every day do you get to act as the king and and have a bit of fun on stage. And, um, yeah, that's the way I'm treating it. I'm not too worried about, you know, any negativity around it all. And pressure-wise, all I can do is is do my best and be me. So that's all I've got. Um, I even said that to the bosses <laughs> in the UK. I even said that on first day when we started rehearsals. It's not too late if you don't think I can do that. <laughs> I've had Alistair Clarkson as a coach before. You know, he can give you some honest feedback so you can you can hit me straight between the eyes. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's been it's been an enjoyable experience. I've learned a great deal and, um, yeah, I'm ready just to, to fit in and hopefully do my bit. So outside of the, the cast that you're working with, how many people do you have helping you? Like, as you say, there's, there's singing involved. How many other people are around you helping you get through this? Well, well the cast is probably about um, 
40, 50 people, I'd say. And then, obviously, behind the scenes, there's probably another 40 people bringing a show. And, and what I've loved about it, I've had people, obviously, from the UK and America, you know, they've come off from the West End and Broadway, and now they're trying to work with me and somehow mould me <laughs> into uh, a character that can hopefully stand up and, and get to the level that they want. So it's been quite nice because they've had no interest in AFL footy and they don't care about sport. All they care about is making sure they put a good show on, which uh, I'm sure it's going to be a good show because even when I'm not doing stuff, I take it all in and it's quite incredible what, um, what everyone can do. So as you mentioned there, the show has been, you know, it's been around the world. It's been in the, on at the West End, as you say. Now, Jason Donovan played the role of Pharaoh when it was uh, the, the play was in London. Have you given Jason a call? Any tips? <laughs> no, it was, well, he played Joseph here too when it first started a long, long time ago when he was uh, in his prime at Neighbours. And then he's actually playing the role right now in the UK. And, um, yeah, they did say it some stage if you want to fly over and, and go and watch. And I just thought that would scare me off too much because <laughs> he's obviously a professional. He's been in that space a long time. And, and the good thing about, um, you know, the bosses I've been working with, I just, they said, listen, you've got to put your own flavour. You know, we got you in here because we want a bit of you in there somewhere as well. So um, it's been really nice to be able to try and work at something where you can actually still be yourself in in the character. So, um, yeah. So, no, I, I didn't call. I think I got too scared. And at the end of the day, you just sort of got to concentrate on what you think you can bring rather than trying to be someone that you're probably not. Is this just a one-off or is this, if this goes well, do you hope, and, uh, do you hope some more doors open? <laughs> I, I, I didn't do it to open more doors. I just did it because I thought uh, it's an experience that I'd be kicking myself that I didn't sort of try you know and I've tried many different things um and you know I've been very lucky to have lots of great experiences but um yeah this is something that I'm really enjoying um obviously we haven't done the live audience yet we still don't know if I'm capable of fulfilling what needs to be done but um no I definitely wouldn't rule it does Monday at the office feel like a storm not with Microsoft Copilot that feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly it's sunny again when Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah, absolutely. I love, love the team aspect. Um, it definitely reminds me of, of footy days. Obviously, footy sheds and musical... Uh, sheds, I suppose you have different <laughs> conversations, but um, but I've loved it. I saw a story on Nine News a couple of weeks ago, and you, you certainly some of your, your co-stars were were gushing about you and and how you fitted in and and how hard you're working. How how long is it is the longest day of rehearsals that you've had? Oh, it doesn't stop. Like at the moment, we're doing tech rehearsals, so we go from twelve until ten thirty at night. So, um, and that's obviously just getting everything set. So, yeah, no, no, it's very much like a pre-season in footy um, and then on with the show. And then not only that, once the show starts, you'll still be, you know, banging out singing lessons. You'll still be going back over numbers and so forth. So, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a moving, fee, a moving beast, but it's also 
you know, um, I'm just amazed because there's so many different uh, people that can play so many different characters. So I, that's definitely something I cannot do and I won't do because it's stressful enough trying to just take uh, take on the one role. But um, those those people have kept the musicals going all around the world because they've been able to jump in and play all these different roles at last minute that they're trained and somehow their brains are trained to adapt to uh, being all these different roles. I don't know how they're doing it. So the show begins on Sunday, as you mentioned. How long's the the season run for in Melbourne, and uh, and what venues are playing at? It's um, it's in the city, right in the city in Collins Street, the Regent Theatre. It's a beautiful theatre. Um, it's on for the next few months, so um, into late Jan. Um, yep. So family friendly, lots of fun. I guarantee if people come along, they'll uh, they'll leave feeling good. Um, and, you know, it's very rare that you can find things to do as a, a whole family. Um, and and then it yeah, heads off to Sydney and then it's going around the country and then it's going to head overseas. So, um, yeah, so there's a bit there. I don't I don't know which bits I'm going to do. All I'm concentrating on is getting through the first uh, first couple of months and seeing how we're travelling. <laughs> you're, just, you're just taking it one scene at a time, are we, Shane? Is that what we're saying? Well, I, I think, yeah, one song at a time, <laughs> Jules. <laughs> now, you've got the four boys. Um, are the boys showing some sporting acumen? Are they showing some theatrical acumen? How are the boys going? Uh, well, they, they like their footy, but they're not... Well, the twins don't. Uh, but I've got a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old, and they um, they like footy. They're not obsessed with it, but um, the 14-year-old, he he jumps... He's in... Because we live up the top of New South Wales, he jumps in the um, Gold Coast Academy, so he... he he does a little bit there, which he enjoys. Um, and yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't pushed them whatsoever. I just sort of let them find their own feet and do what they want to do, and just try and support them as much as possible. But if they're going to do anything with it, they need to start to really switch on now. And I've told them that. I said, no matter what you do, if you want to play football or tennis or you want to be a doctor, you got to start really honing in now on where you're going to go and what you want to do. So. Um, so, yeah, they'll work it out, I'm sure. Hang on. So you're saying the son of uh, Hawthorne great Shane Crawford, <laughs> if he comes along well, might play for the Gold Coast Suns? <laughs> no, he, he's... Well, because we're up the top of uh, New South Wales, so it's the Northern Rivers, the Gold Coast um, Academy area. So the kids are all very lucky that they can jump into different the Northern Rivers area and different Gold Coast Academy little zones. So it's, yeah, so Ben's been a part of that. He's been enjoying that. Um, I do Mark Evans, obviously, who's running the shot there. Mm. I said to him, um, I said, if he's any good, he's, he's definitely going to Hawthorne, mate, I'll tell you right now. So, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's been great. It's been great for their development because they get coached properly and um, and they get great access to seeing the, uh, the Gold Coast sons and, and the way the players are coming through so I think and there's lots of great talent too I've watched a, a lot of junior footy and I think um, they're going to have like a, a really strong academy very much like the Sydney Swans coming through because they've got a lot of kids who can can really move and, and run like you need to um, to play at the AFL level so um, I think it's pretty exciting times um, with all the local kids showing a, a bit of form. How's your old club going, do you think, the Hawks? Board election coming up. You know, some talent went out during the trade period again. Uh, it's a fair old challenge Sammy Mitchell's got on his hands there. 
Yeah, that, that's that's the worrying thing because um, at the moment he's, he's heavily supported and you know and he's making the tough calls and a lot of coaches in his position wouldn't wouldn't have made a lot of the calls you know especially you've got so much experience going out and I just worry that maybe he should have kept a couple just from a, a leadership point of view and a training point of view and and just that having good blokes around it's really important but um, obviously he wants to get game time and and have no uh, no interference and and not be in a headspace where he can and chuck in a few older players to help out. It's like, no, I've got to see whether or not these young kids can stand up. So interesting time. I just hope even if there's a new board that comes on board, they don't get all a bit nervous because the Hawks may struggle for the next year or two. They stick together. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a really tough time. It's been very disappointing. Um, I've been absolutely shattered for... Alistair Clarkson and and Chris Fagan and Jason Burt because you know I, my experience with those guys you know Jason Burt was wonderful at from a welfare point of view and keeping the club together and and the players connected with their families and then Alistair Clarkson um, was incredible at making sure the players developed themselves off the field and were better people in the community and especially when they finished and then Chris Fagan well he's the he's the nicest bloke in footy. Um, and you can see that by the way that his players actually adore him. So it's been a really disappointing um, time, and you know all I can say is I, I've got great love and respect for those guys, and I'm I'm wanting the absolute truth to come out very soon with all that, so we can move on, and hopefully they can just get on with coaching. Have you spoken to many former teammates about it? I have, yeah, and they uh, they feel the same way. And, and the the issue is the um, you know I've spoken to some of the Indigenous players as well and the First Nation players, um, and it's a, it's a hard situation for everyone because the uh, some of the Indigenous players that are heavily support um, Chris Fagan and Alistair Clarkson and Jason Burt, they can't really be vocal because they're seen as you know turning against um, you know the Indigenous community. So it's a very tough situation for everyone. And I just hope that um, all the truth comes out very, very soon and, um, you know, the coaches can get on with it because they're incredible people. They really are. And, and you know, to have, I suppose, all these accusations thrown at them and they haven't been able to come out and really sort of defend themselves, it's, it's really unfair, you know. So I'm hoping that um, we can get to an end to it really soon. I was disappointed for the Swans as well and also the Cats because yeah, yeah, grand final week and we were talking about the Hawthorne situation where the Swans were awesome all year and the Cats were amazing. You know, they just timed it to perfection with their older players, just getting them perfectly set for a grand final and we should have been focusing on on those two wonderful teams. Um, you know, not necessarily what what was going wrong with Hawthorne. Uh, well said, and I think, yeah, we all just want the, the truth to come out on that one, however long it takes. Just a bit of a lighter one to finish with, Croft. Now, uh, you know, Gary Lyon, breakfast here, he's not going to do that forever. He was your co-star on the House of Bulger. Could he make the transformation over to theatre one day, do you think? I think he thinks he could, but do you think no. he could? Nah, too grumpy. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. Um, grumpy Gary, seriously. Um, I, I see a nice side to Gary, but he can get very grumpy. But um, it, no, he's 
he's wonderful to have around. He's a great leader, um, you know, and and the good thing is, he, you know, he'll he'll lead from the front and steer you in the right direction. But um, no, I think he's dancing and singing days. <laughs> I think they finished a long time when he did a hamstring uh, <laughs> trying to belt out a hundred meters one night. Right. I think ever since then he hasn't been able to do the uh, the can can kick <laughs> into the sky that's been uh, that's been missing through his armory. Nah, I think it's all over for Gary, 100%. Hey, Shane, thanks so much for joining us uh, today. It's exciting for you. Good luck uh, come Sunday. I'm sure you'll do the role absolute justice. Enjoy it. Good on you, Jules. See you, mate. Bye.